hi there. Welcome along to another episode of the 116 Podcast. Hi, I'm Greg Fish, your valiant host for this affair. Hey, listen, we are a podcast about living life higher, wider, closer, and deeper. The 116 is a presentation of First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria. We come to you from the catacombs of First United Methodist Church. And even our guest today, Mr. Dan Phillips, as you can see, has his First United Methodist Church logo on, so he's ready for this. Um, <laughs> don't forget to like us and share. I'm lost now. Like us when Dan's in the room. <laughs> uh, don't forget to like us and share us on social media. We are available on all your podcasting platforms. Please subscribe or follow and be sure to leave a review. Hopefully both of those are positive affairs. And go to PeoriaOne.com for more information about us and to leave a message. If you subscribe on YouTube, it's free. And the more subscribers we get, the merrier time we have. So please feel free to do that. Plus, they keep you updated when we have new uh, releases. So with that in mind, wow, it's it's Christmas season. We even have some kind of some Christmas lights going here in the studio as we are thinking Christmassy thoughts. And this one is just for the love of Christmas music today. We decided to have some fun. I was talking with Dan about Christmas music things. We thought, hey, that's a podcast. So today... Uh, I'm not so sure how related this is to our ministry at First United Methodist Church, except to say we love Christmas music, and we're going to talk about it some today. So, uh, I don't know, does that sound like a good plan to you, Dan? Sounds like a great plan. I love Christmas music. What, I do. Uh, and so when do you, when's it safe to start listening to Christmas music? Well, Thanksgiving is kind of that key time. Uh-huh. Um, that's that's when our house makes that transition. Uh, we do like to decorate quite a bit. And uh, when I say we, I pretty much am saying my lovely wife, Kim. But uh, uh, Kim and the girls love to decorate the house, and, and I um, I love to have it decorated. Yes. And when you have it decorated, you need the background music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a person that loves to have sound in my life. I mean, that's one of those things that is part of this life experience. So sure. um, if you can hear it, uh, that's great. So Thanksgiving, from that point on, um, I'm pretty much in the Christmas mood. And, you know, I was I was raised on uh, loving Christmas music, but it, it always happened on Thanksgiving Day that we were allowed to start playing it for the first time. And then we decorated for Christmas on the weekend after Thanksgiving. So that was just Christmas music yeah. nonstop around yeah. the house. But it, I got to tell you, in all honesty, and I, I was pretty much a stickler to Thanksgiving Day, but these last few years with the pandemic, I've been going a little early. Uh, you know, we have Christmas to. Music. We have to. Yeah. Um, I have even been known to find a CD in the middle of summer and throw it on just for fun. So, and, and for me growing up, my mom had those wonderful old musty smelling albums that crackled and hissed and popped. And uh, I would listen to music at Christmas time that I would never listen to any other time of the year. So my mom loved Johnny Mathis, although oh. we only listened to him at, sorry, Johnny Mathis. And we had those old like Reader's Digest yeah. compilations that had Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. So I grew up on a lot of that. So Peggy Lee have the Peggy oh, Lee Christmas album. Absolutely. And, and, and and that, I mean, was that kind of your story? Oh, absolutely. The Roy Conniff singers and, yes. and this and that Philharmonic. Uh, oh, absolutely. And the, you know, the Columbia Music Club or Columbia Record Service, uh-huh. you could get those 12 albums for just a penny. Right. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, those were, those were, those were real, um, I don't know, benchmarks of the Christmas season growing up. Now you and I are, 
we're close to the same age within 10 years or so. So mm-hmm. this puts us back in the 50s and 60s. And <laughs> life, was, uh, life was good then. Life was good then. And honestly, I don't remember too much from the 60s. The 70s was more my... My milieu, but... Um, oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. But, yeah, and another thing, I was raised on country music, so I love the country Christmas stuff, too. I mean, the Kenny and Dolly Christmas album, in my mind, is a classic, even though they had some, like, Christmas love songs on there that I did, like, Christmas Without You and stuff Aww. like that. But but I believe in Santa Claus, and mm-hmm. I'll be home with bells on. Have you have you heard the Kenny and, and Dolly? I have not, and, and I will admit, I, I'm not a disliker of country music but i did not grow up with it my dad's a musician by trade and so um i grew up he's more of a jazz musician and uh kind of a big band era person and so i grew up with more of that type of a christmas music i have though since relocating here to the midwest back in 1970 have been exposed to a lot of different country music bluegrass music Mm -hmm. folk music that i really love spotify now pandora they are wonderful tools yes. to expose you to lots of genres. Of, of, did I say genres or genres? Genres, genre. genres of, of new types of music. I'm listening to one now on Pandora, and I think it's something like the uh, uh, Lovely Ladies or something, but it's a, lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of harmonies. You know, they don't play just one artist. They'll play lots of things within uh, that. And, uh, 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 but it's a lot of uh, small small groups that, that harmonize a lot. And I absolutely love that. Wow. And, and you know, we're not leaving church music out. I certainly grew up on the great Christmas carols of the church, but here's the interesting thing for me. And it blows away some people. I didn't even hear Handel's Messiah for the first time. I didn't even know it was a thing until I got to college and that doing that. And I still haven't actually sat through the whole entire Handel's Messiah. It's like five, so, five days long, right? I, I think so, yeah. yeah and yeah. a lot of hallelujahs and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I do have kind of, I am kind of particular about Christmas music, I guess. And um, I've never leaned more, but I, you know, I love the fact that some folks love that. And it, I think it's it's great. Whatever you love, that's that's a good thing. But we're going to kind of talk about uh, some of the different, some interesting trivia about Christmas music and some things. Uh, one of the things, you know, talking about the older artists, it's interesting the difference in the way Christmas music was done. And, and by the way, I love the new pop artists doing Christmas music. I'm going to give you a few of those later in the show of ones that I, I really enjoy these days. Uh, but so I was I was listening and thinking about Nat King Cole. Oh, and yeah. I, I love his voice, but I've never been able to really sit and listen to his regular music. But I love him at mm-hmm. Christmas time. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that when he sings the old Christmas hymns, like like even Frank Sinatra does, he leans towards the ones with the funny words, the the foreign language. I don't know if it's Latin. Like instead of "O come, all ye faithful," it's "Hades," and they sing they, they sing it funny, "Hades de fidelos" or whatever it is. I always wondered what that yeah. was. Yeah, and 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 I was listening as he was singing, and he gets to the word, and I I didn't remember this word being in there, but he sings it with great great pride uh adoramus which is a door but he sings adoramus i wish i knew that word when i was a kid because i would have loved to have called people an adoramus yeah but uh it's kind of close to some words i may have used i was gonna say i bet you did come close yeah i mean we're really if you think about it you and i are a couple adoramuses ourselves i think we are we've been called that in the office many times many times but and then i was listening to johnny mathis and uh Again, he's another one. I can't listen to his regular stuff, but when he sings Christmas music, it's like, whoa, I like this. Yeah. 
that dude does not miss a chance to hit any of the possible pronunciations of a vowel when he sings a Christmas song. <laughs> they got paid by the vowel yeah, back I, then. I think so. I mean, yeah. you, we make fun of Southern people for, you know, making one syllable words into two. He's like, oh, holy nights. Oh, holy nights. Three syllables in that. Yeah. And the O oh, uh, alone. Yeah. Every, every possible way of pronouncing a syllable. Yeah. Yeah. He, he hits them all. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoy all that. But I, as, as far as the uh, older guys, who who do you tend to lean towards on, on your Christmas music? Well, we are big into that kind of mid-20th century era. Um, we probably play uh, White Christmas in our house maybe uh-huh. once every three or four days. Um, you know, we love the Bing Crosby, the the uh, Rosemary Clooney, um, you know, a lot of that, that uh, Danny Kay era stuff. Uh, we really, really like that a lot. Uh, but again, we always have in the background Pandora playing with some good Christmas uh, from Thanksgiving on until just about the New Year's. I don't like to cut it off. I don't like that hard edge of yeah. December 26th. It's over. It's hard to let go of it, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. yeah and it's weird when the regular music comes flying back at you. It's like, did you guys just forget? Did you just throw Christmas out the door? You know, you're, you're, you're done with it. I don't go that way. I'm, I like to just kind of ease out of it. I've come to prefer the digital music services too, because it's so easy. I mean, I used to have a, a bunch of record albums and then CDs. I had, mm-hmm. a, you know, thousands of them because I was in radio. Right. But, uh, I, you know, the funny thing is now I grew up on albums and I kind of rejected them because I just didn't like the sound of them. I didn't like the pops and the cracks. I loved digital. And now the the hipsters, they, they go back to the vinyl and records are like three times what they used to cost. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the hipster, you know, they know they can get the hipsters have a lot of disposable income, apparently. That's right. Uh, but I don't know. Do, are you a vinyl purist at all when it comes to Christmas music, Dan? Well, I mean, I think if we had a good setup at home, I would be. Um, we do have a lot of albums. We don't have a good way to play those albums. Um, I, I, we, we picked up somewhere along the way a digital turntable, but we don't have it hooked up and we don't have it able to sync into our, our computer or our speakers or uh, anything like that. But um, I, I would like to play vinyl again. I heard yeah. somebody talking yeah. about that the other day, and, and they were saying that when you hear the music without those pops and cracks and natural sounds, it's, it's not really listening to the music as it was recorded and they were, yeah, well, they were going on. It it made sense as I was hearing it, but um, they said, you know, you're just hearing what they want you to hear, which I thought, no, this sounds like a conspiracy theory, (laughs) but, but they're saying you're, you're not hearing the entire effect of the recording. And I do kind of get that because back then we didn't think of that as, I mean, aside from having to put another penny on the, on the arm, you know, when it, when it skipped, um, I didn't think that was a bad deal. I mean, then then you got into those cassettes, or as my late mother would call them, cassettes. 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 I remember a brief period with the eight tracks, which uh-huh. would be fun. Yep. Which I never really understood, you know, with the songs that would kind of fade out in the middle when it had to change tracks, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I listened to some eight tracks and never actually owned one. But uh, I, I, I do, I wish I could have some of the old albums my mom had like for example um at christmas i mentioned the johnny mathis the original merry christmas from johnny mathis i think it was there's an artist that i never would have heard of outside of this but we had an old christmas album by bobby v 
Bob, V-E-E, which, you know, they, they used to use V's and Lee's because right. they had these really long last names with a right. lot of consonants and few right. vowels. And, and I, I, here's the thing that I've liked about the new digital dawning is that it's made those old products available again. So I, I found Bobby V uh, on, they have, I think it's on Spotify too, um, mm-hmm. on, on Apple music, um, uh, uh, Peggy Lee's Christmas album. I think it's called Christmas Carousel. Okay. I would never listen to Peggy Lee otherwise, but I love the album. And uh, what's the other? Oh, um, well, I, I, rem- I have this very distinct memory. And this is maybe where Pops and Cracks would come in to lend to the nostalgia. But I remember going to my Aunt Esther and Uncle Ted's house. They were really my great aunt and uncle. You didn't need to know that, but I told you anyway. I now know. Uh, and, and they would play their Chipmunks album for oh. me, but because they didn't know how to handle the vinyl, they'd take it out with their hand, you know, they'd play Frisbee with it and stuff and sure. rub their hands all over it and put it on. And it <laughs> But I remember listening to the Chipmunks, and that's why to this day, despite the fact that some people don't like the Chipmunks, I, I, I got to have me some Chipmunk. Absolutely. Christmas, don't be late. No. And, and I know that album and that song has made a lot of list of the worst Christmas music. But if you dig deep into that album or whatever uh-huh. format you get it on, there is a there is one cut on there that, gosh, for one season, I think I played that like every hour. And that was Twas the Night Before Christmas with oh, yeah. David Seville doing kind of a bebop uh, Christmas. Uh, really? Oh, it's, it. of course, I thought it was great. And, you know, it just... It was. It's not like any other Christmas music. Well, you know, one thing I noticed though by listening to the Chipmunks albums now as an adult is David Savell was a very angry man. He had anger issues, like you Chipmunks, <laughs> Alvin. You know, he's always yelling at them. He and, is. You know, he is. I, I think he needed some help. Um, <laughs> speaking of though of, of cartoonish characters doing albums, what about the Muppets album? Well, you, you know, with that yo, well, I am, and uh, that's another one of our um, our go tos at Christmas time is the Muppets Christmas Carol. In fact, with John Denver. Uh, well, the the um, the movie. Oh, the movie, the movie, movie. Okay. and okay. and okay. but yeah, the Muppets. Um, I, in my opinion, can't do wrong as far as Christmas music, Christmas movies. Um, yeah, Muppets are great. And let's think about that for a moment. The, the Twelve Days of Christmas song, which is I think is best listened to by the Muppets and John Denver, mm-hmm. with Miss Piggy singing. Five gold rings. But but really, you here's the part you can't beat, and I can't remember um, which one it is. Um, one of the numbers you have uh, the the scientist and uh, the meeper guy. Yeah, meep, yeah. Meep, meep, yep. meep. That's the best part. Yeah, of oh, the absolutely. Song. Anytime absolutely. you get meep, meep, meep. <laughs> but um, and, and and so I, Twelve Days of Christmas is not one of the better Christmas songs out there. Nobody knows what. Uh, a partridge in a pear tree is, and we, we say we do, but maids of milking. Maids of milking, yeah. I, that's I, a little disturbing. It is, it is. Eleven of them, you know. Yeah. I mean, you, I don't get that. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I can deal with, with the Muppets singing it. There, but there have been different versions of that out as well. And I have this memory of one that m- my mom had, again, on one of her compilation albums. For some reason, I want to think like Reader's Digest, oh, Christmas yeah. traditions or and I can't remember the guy's name, but it was something like 12 tropical days of Christmas or 12 days of a, and, and I remember in it, you know, the, the, the end of it was in uh, one mind, a bird in one papaya tree. Really? Yeah. Well, that... But then when he got to number 12, he said, on the 12th day of Christmas and the 12th day is the best. We get 12 television. Really? And, yeah. 12 television. 12 and then television. Yeah, and then back down to one minor bird in one papaya tree. So if anybody out there can help me find that, I have looked throughout all 
digital landscape trying to find that one. I cannot, if, if that rings a bell with anybody out there, please, please help me out with that one. Are you a 12 days of Christmas kind of guy? Though? I am. Yeah. I am. I like that. Um, uh, there's a lot of versions of it today that are kind of fun. I know that, um, um, who's that acapella group that does that? That's pretty good. It's oh, um, Capital sure. Steps, maybe. Um, they do a version of it that's that's pretty good. I think it's Capital Steps, maybe not. There's like one like more. Pentatonics or something uh, like Pentatonics that. Pentatonics does one. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I like Twelve Days of Christmas. You know, I got a, I got a. Uh, not speaking of, um, not speaking of music at all, but I got a uh, chocolate advent calendar this year oh yeah yeah i can't believe there's only three days left till christmas it's i could not help it but it's going so quick this year so quick so quick yeah now the uh the christmas music and and it's hard to be in a bad mood when you have christmas music going on unless you're walking through a mall and that's one place that i don't walk through very often thankfully uh but christmas music does kind of settle you down and that brings me to the the next thing and that is there is some Christmas music that does bring me down or, and you know, here's the interesting thing. I looked online and, and I know you've got some too for the li- the best of list and so forth. Mm-hmm. There are some of those, but more than anything else, there are a lot of lists online of Christmas music. People hate. Yeah. Those lists are much bigger. And I know for myself, for example, blue Christmas, I never cared much for that because I don't want anything to do with a sad Christmas. Yeah. I, I you know, yeah. blue, it's just, too sad for me. I have enough reason to be sad in my life. I don't need this Christmas music to be sad. Right, right. I don't like sad Christmas music. No. Um, but some some other ones that are, are just kind of there on my I don't like list is uh, Drummer Boy. Even I mean I don't think there's just room for Parumpa Pum Pum in any Christmas song for one thing. But and I know that it's not a true story. Although some people these days think it's a true story. It's not in scripture. There's no Drummer no, Boy. No. In in scripture. And I don't know. I just don't care. I mean, just a personal thing. Again, if you like it, that's great. No, 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 no. And yeah. do you do you think Mary, as she's giving birth in a stable, wants a little drummer boy right there? Exactly. I mean, that just drive you insane. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, it, uh, yeah. no but there's always been a lot of those. Uh, I remember a lot of school programs. I was in school band uh, growing up until um, I was about a uh, freshman or sophomore. And, mm-hmm. and uh, being the son of a musician, I was expected that I – would be a musician, and I'm not, unfortunately. <laughs> and kids, if you're listening, I know we have a big demographic of young people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> Stick to your music. Stick uh-huh. to your music. I don't care if um, you hate taking those piano lessons, your yes. tuba lessons, yes. your oboe lessons. Stay with it, because when you get to be older, and you will, um, you'll appreciate the fact that you can play music. It go. gives you a different appreciation. There you go. Yeah, just my little my little soapbox there. Yep. So, and okay, music. There, there are certain areas that once you start going into it, it really gets people emotionally invested in it. And I realize about talking about Christmas music we don't particularly care for will get some people riled up. Yeah. So keep in mind, folks. Greg says and Dan says it's okay for you to love the Christmas music you love, but there are some songs that tend to be more controversial than others. Probably the most controversial Christmas song of all is one that Greg personally just, I I wasn't going to say it this way, but I I loathe this song. And it's the song, Mary, Did You Know? Mary, Did You Know? And don't get me wrong, it's not even for theological reasons, although I realize, I mean, I'm okay. If you want to ask Mary questions, yes, her answer would be, yes, I did know. Yes, yes, I did know. Okay, I mean, I, I get that. 
this this kind of cracked me up a little bit. In, in studying the song online, I found out that some people thought it was a sexist song because they say you're implying that Mary was too dumb to know because, of course, she's a woman and she couldn't possibly know, which I don't, I don't see that in the song. I just no. don't like the song. I just cannot stand Mary Did You Know. And I've mentioned that before, and some people, I, oh. again, if, so if you love the song, that's awesome. I'm glad you do. It's just in my ears. Yeah. Why is it some songs we hear, we you know, and other songs people, so, so those are two particular songs. I, of course, then the other one is, from having been in radio, the song Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is definitely one I never want to hear again for the rest of my life again, if you like it. What, I, well, and there's and there's a, the, um, and I didn't hear this until I was an adult, the Hippopotamus song. Oh, yeah. And, and I did not even yeah. know that existed. And I thought, when I was older and I heard that, I thought, why would somebody write that? But um, I guess it was very popular. So I, I kind of found a list. And like I said, it was easy to find these kinds of lists online, the most reviled Christmas songs. So, Dan, I'll just run these by you and get your, your reaction. Like, for example, Mary, Did You Know? Do you like that song? I mean, it's fine if you do. You know, I mean, I've heard people sing it uh, in, in concerts, mm-hmm. and it can be very personal and touching and moving. Mm-hmm. But I could see where it could, um, it could affect you in a negative sure. way. Here's another one. I, I know I've heard it, but the Christmas shoes yeah, by New Song. I, you know, I I read a little bit about that song, and it involves, I think, a woman dying and, and is going that what to it is? heaven. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. Kinda, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember um, remember hearing a story a couple of years back was going around um, about a little kid checking out at a Walmart and. He was buying these gold shoes, and it was so that his dying mother could wear them in heaven. Oh. And oh my gosh, it was like too much. Oh, yeah. yeah, too, too much. much. Um, here's one that is a lot of people hate this song: "Wonderful Christmas Time" by Paul McCartney. I actually like this song. You know, it's it's yeah, I I like it. I, I it's one of those that does get in your head, uh-huh. and it just it just is there. And it's there. Wonderful Christmas. The, yeah, the big yeah. complaint is the the synthesizer part of it. They say is annoying. I like it. I don't. the The other one though, I guess, a Happy Christmas War is Over by John Lennon. Um, I kind of like the song, but the fact that Yoko Ono is on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! You don't like Yoko Ono? In fact, one of the original versions says it's by the Plastic Oko Band or something like that. I think she did have a band with that name. Yeah, I think she did. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyway, yeah, that's probably um, yeah. Uh, okay, another song on the list is Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt. I just heard that, uh, oh. you know, just a few minutes ago in the van. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of those of that era, 50s, 60s era, that uh, today um, the Me Too movement would not be too happy. Yeah. Uh, like Baby It's Cold Outside. Exactly. Which isn't uh, really a Christmas song. It isn't. Uh, and there's there's another one on this list that, I mean, it, it is Christmas related but it's doesn't use the word christmas doesn't speak of christmas but yeah. but yeah and we'll have more of those yeah well and i think because people love the movie elf so much which i'm mm-hmm. not I, i've seen it once that's enough i'm fine i mean it was funny <laughs> i thought it was, that's a nice movie i liked yeah, it i admired yeah, it yeah. and then i was done with it some you know some folks love their christmas music, movies over and i think because that song was a central song in the movie people maybe it's cold outside you know there's some question about is it a a date rape song, you know, right, I don't know. Right. I, don't, yeah. I just don't like the song much. Yeah. So another one on this list, do they know it's Christmas by Band-Aid? Yeah, that, that you know, that, there, was some, there was some verbiage in there that um, really hit hard, talking mm-hmm. about, you know, people in third world countries that, yeah, um, yeah. you know, don't, don't experience Christmas like we do. Dominic the Donkey. 
I Lou Monty. I I don't. I don't know Dominic. Uh, I, don't I know. think there's some ehaws in there. I believe <laughs> I. I'm, it's yeah. It's um. Uh, I don't know. Somebody will connect with that. Uh, of course, Grandma got run over by Elmo and Patsy. Uh, is on here. Um, Elmo, the guy who sang it, was actually a veterinarian. I I found out really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for what that's worth. Uh, uh, so let's see. Oh, the Chipmunk songs on here. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's version of Santa Claus is coming to town is also a song that seems to be on both lists. The people like it and hate it. Really? Yeah. That's the one with Clarence uh, um, on Clemens. Clarence Clemens okay. on saxophone. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's here's one. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas by John Denver. I I became familiar with this song. <laughs> when I don't know that song. Alan Jackson did it, and I did, I despise it because again, sad song. Yeah, to- yeah. I get that it's a topic matter some people can relate to. It's just for a Christmas song. Yeah, it's no, that's kind of an odd no, no, odd way to go. No. Um, I debated even mentioning this next one, Christmas Tree by Lady Gaga. You know, um, I'm, not f- I'm not familiar with that, but I did see that on that list. Um, it is, it has, the, and I've heard it is the raunchiest Christmas oh, it song. Is. It is absolutely it's raunchy. And it's about a Christmas tree? Do you say Christmas tree? Um Okay, don't, don't. Yeah, let's really? not really. Christmas yeah, it, they use the word Christmas tree, but that's not exactly what they're talking oh, about. Oh, am I being um, a little too naive here? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's awful. Uh, really? Okay, another one. All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth by Spike Jones is on the, li- oh, on the that's list. Oh, a, that's a good one. But, but whistling. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and, and I the Hippopotamus for Christmas song yeah. is on a lot of bad lists. Uh, I did run across Billboard Magazine's top Christmas songs of all time, and I thought, well, this sounds like an official list. Yeah. Billboard. But, but then I found out it's according to their staff editor's picks. So it really is nothing official about this. No. But here, here's our top 10. Uh, number 10, This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Well, I like that song. Is it top 10? Not sure, but I, uh, you know, it's do 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 You know that song? I don't know that song. Donny it, Hathaway. It's a, great, it's a great song. Who's Donny Hathaway? He sounds familiar. Uh, kind of a, an R&B artist, I guess. Okay, uh, yeah. okay. It's a great song. Um, Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah. Number eight, Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. I don't know. Top yeah, Christmas song I don't know. I wouldn't think so. Number seven. I'm surprised number seven isn't on more hate list. Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano, which I like the song. I do too. But, uh, yeah. you know, I think our uh, pastor uh, Miguel has a very similar character to his voice as, as uh, Jose Feliciano. Jose Feliciano, yep. Um, number uh, six, probably the song that would top my list. Uh, Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree. To me, that's just the best. I know some of these lists yeah. are, are rated or scored by um, actual radio play, uh-huh. which doesn't really mean it's the most popular. Right. Some are, are rated by uh, actual sales of, of records or back then. Yeah. Um, the song at number five is a song that a lot of lists put at number one and People consider, I think it's the best-selling Christmas song of all time. You know what that is? White Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number four, Wham's Last Christmas, which, again, is another song that I'm surprised isn't on more bad lists. But uh, it's it's okay song. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, it repeats the same verse for six minutes in the full version by Wham, though. That's a bit much for me. Uh, six minutes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, number three, Nat King Cole, the Christmas song. And you can't yep. go wrong with that. Nope. Number two, Darling Love, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. I'm not going for that one in the top ten. Number one is a song that I'm not so big on either. Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. 
Yeah, I've heard that is at the top of a lot of lists, but I think yes. that's based more on, on airplay, which doesn't necessarily mean... I think it's the number one airplay song, and it's the number one um, uh, Spotify Oh, okay. Song. Okay. Uh, interesting note on that song is she didn't originally record it. It was. Do you know who originally did that song? I don't think I do. Uh, the the song uh, "All I Want for Christmas Is You" was originally recorded by Vince Vance and the Vons. Is that right? No, Vince. Vince Vance and the Valiants. That's right. Vince, Vince Vance, Vance and the Valiants. And Valiants. It was written in 15 minutes by Troy Powers and Andy Stone. Initially released as a single in 1989. Vince Vance's version is the uh, first version that charted. And this group is also known, in case you're wondering, who, what else have they done, yeah. Dan? Are you yeah. asking that question? What Greg? else has Vince Van and the Vanguards? Valiance, or Valiant yeah. Vanguards, yes. Their other hit was apparently Bomb Iran, the big of oh, course, yeah. anthem that we all sing uh, yes. regularly at holiday oh, seasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, so, I, I noticed that you don't have on your worst or your best, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Mm-hmm. And I did see that on a couple lists um, as far as oh, yeah. worse songs. And it's strange that they, that's a song that um, is very, to me, it's it's very much associated with Christmas and with mm-hmm. the giving spirit and the, you know, the the meaning of Christmas as it relates to a, an animated character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't mention Christmas per se. Right. Um, and it has some very interesting lyrics that, uh, I mean, how many times do you hear in a Christmas song, uh, you're as bad as a uh, black <laughs> greasy banana peel? I think that's pretty good that you can work that in. So can you say the name of the dude who actually voiced that? Are you... Yeah, that... Um, the Thurl Ravenscroft? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Can you tell me what else he was well known for? And back in his day, he was really well known for this. He was yeah. the voice of a famous... Was it a commercial? Commercial yeah. cartoon character. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, Saturday morning cartoon character? No, it was yeah. specifically for a brand of cereal. Oh. Known as Tony, Frosted Tony Flakes. Tony the Tiger. He is Tony he the is original Tony. Tony. Really? It's great. Oh, was the was Thurl Ravenscroft. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were talking about uh, songs that aren't really Christmas songs, I mean, there's songs like Let It Snow and Winter Wonderland that are really... Right. Uh, but... This is kind of an interesting area because there are a number of Christmas songs written by Jewish songwriters. Yeah, I think I, I read that. Uh, in fact, a lot of the big ones, uh, a lot of the big Christmas uh, musicals and movies, too, uh, produced. Yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, Holly Jolly Christmas. Johnny Marks wrote those. Mm-hmm. White Christmas by Irving Berlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, an interesting side note on that in a moment. Let It Snow by uh, a couple of people, Sammy Kahn and Jewel Stein. Mm-hmm. And then Winter Wonderland by uh, Felice Bernard and Richard B. Smith, hmm. uh, Jewish writers, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So Irving Berlin, did you know he hated Elvis Presley's version of White Christmas? So much so that he actually put together a campaign to have a band from radio. Really? True story. Come on, Irving. Yeah. You're going to get a cut off of it. Yeah, let, that's let right. Him, let him gyrate and... <laughs> what about the uh what about the singing cowboy gene autry uh-huh yeah he, which well, rudolph was his biggest rudolph was his, I, probably his only big well maybe not only but his his big christmas song yeah okay yeah so um let's see we have um oh here's here's something interesting uh songs that have different lyrics did you probably one of my other favorite secular christmas songs is have yourself a merry little christmas 
Mm-hmm. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. But did you realize it originally had different lyrics? True story. Tell me, Greg, what are those original <laughs> lyrics on Have Yourself? Was it something like Have Yourself a Berry Little Christmas? Uh, you're, you're close. No. A um, cherry? So back in 1944, it was a written hairy? for the movie Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. And uh, the director of the movie, along with Judy Garland, thought the original lyrics were too sad. Here they are. And I agree, they were too sad. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It may be your last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you are dying and you're going really fast. Oh, my oh yeah, that might have been. Uh, I think I even unplugged my headphones on that one. Let me get oh those plugged back in. Oh that was, uh, okay. Uh, so here to have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It may be your last. Next year, we may all be living in the past. Oh. Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Pop that champagne cork. Next year, we may be living in New York. Okay. I'm glad it wasn't another word that I rhymed with cork when uh, I was thinking about no, it. Um, no. no good time like the olden days. Happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us will be near to us no more, instead of once more. Oh. But at least we will be together if the Lord allows. From now on, we'll have to muddle through somehow, so have yourself a Merry Christmas now. That is one of the most depressing. That is even, depressing. Even more so than, I guess, uh, the uh, the Blue Christmas song, but there you go. Wow. Here, oh, another interesting thing, Jingle Bells. Love Jingle Bells. Was not originally written as a Christmas song. It was a Thanksgiving song. James Lord Pierpont wrote it as a Thanksgiving song. You know, he should have left it as a Thanksgiving. How many Thanksgiving songs do you know? Well, we, there's the Thanksgiving song by Ben, what's his name, that's out here recently. What's his name, Ben? Uh, it's a really great Foltz? song. Oh, ben, I have it here somewhere on my notes. I have too many notes here. Um, ben, uh, ben Eaton Turkey? Ben Rector. Ben Rector? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a potential joke right there. Nearly killed her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, fill in those blanks, folks. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, really? Yeah. So, but hey, By the way, that's a fun little Christmas album. It includes the Thanksgiving song, but it has some really good Christmas music on it. It's a newer. Look it up on Spotify. You'd like it, Dan, so, actually. It has a little jazzy flavor to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a pop jazz, I guess you so, would say. So Jingle Bells, when did it make its crossover from thanksgiving into into the christmas season uh, you know what that's more information that i have here on these and are the are sheets. the lyrics of jingle bells then were they changed um you know was it really a sad song about a turkey being killed uh and sacrificed for the family is that what jingle bells was really all about i don't know but you know i have it on good authority from old timers <laughs> or yes that that it is not fun riding on a one horse open sleigh <laughs> Well, that is true. It's pretty cold. That is true. And, no, yeah, and or the cold. fields we go. Yeah. It's yeah, not really. And why couldn't they experience. put in the V, you know, in over, you know, or the fields we go. I mean, come on, yeah. really. Use exactly. all, the, use all exactly. the letters. Um, other fun Christmas facts that I found out here. We're just going to keep this thing rolling here. This is yeah, too much absolutely. fun. I'm, I'm, I hope you folks like this. This is just fun for us. Uh, the oldest Christmas carol that we know of. I think I saw that on your notes, too. Do you know I, what the it, oldest Christmas You know, carol? we used to sing it at home quite a bit. Um, it was a fun one. It was, it was actually written, from what I understood, it was written in France, actually, uh, back in between 310 and 367. Really? How do they know that? Between 310 and 367? And that's, uh, is it, do you have it as um, Jesus Refulsit Omnium? You don't uh, have that? You know, I, Jesus, I, light of all the nations. That song goes in my head all the time, man. I know. But, um, Jesus, where you fall, said, omnium. Da, da, you actually da, da, know da, this da. song? No, I, I was just kidding. Uh, 
I was kidding. I was kidding. Okay, let's say the one that, that is both a part of modern tradition that actually goes back. Do you know what that would be? Uh, o Come, All You Faithful? Uh, o, o Come, O Come, Emmanuel goes back to the 12th century. It's an oh. English version translated by John Mason Neal in 1851. I wonder if Dr. John Orff would have known that. He probably would have. Well, O Come, All You Faithful, they're, they're, you know, there is a toss-up between uh, uh, mid-18th century, but the words could go back to probably the 13th century. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I, I tried to find the oldest American Christmas carol and uh-huh. really didn't look like there was too many of them that uh, had much length of age. Yeah. Good King Wenceslas, you know, English 13th century. A lot Good of King stuff. King Wenceslas. Yeah. Wenceslas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then let's see, what else did we have there as, as uh, the aged ones? Of course, of the Father's Love, which was between 348 and 413, written that. by Aurelius uh, Prudentius Clemens. Mm. Clemens. Clemens. Clemens, yeah. yeah we know Who that went guy. on to write the night, was the night before? Uh, no, no, no. Same one, okay. But I did read that there, let's see, in Dickens' Christmas Carol, they did reference, I think it might have been, oh, come on, you faithful. Um, Joy to the World is also one that's fairly old. Um, I don't have the age on it here, but Joy to the World's fairly old. Yeah. And interestingly enough, uh, people don't realize this, the Christmas Carol, Tiny Tim actually grew up to own one of the biggest companies in England. Um, it was very successful. After oh, that. is that yeah, right? Yeah, had a very Real? successful career. Yeah, what was the uh, what was the name of the company? Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was Tiny No More, was he? I have he was no large, idea. Tim, for, large Tim Limited. Large, there we go. Yeah, Large yeah. Tim's. Yeah. He grew up, yeah, he grew quite sizable. He grew up to 300-pound man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he had a heart 10 times. That's the, right. No, that was a different story. You know the first Christmas song to mention Santa Claus, at least what they say? No. And this is, by the way, by the way, no endorsement necessarily of Santa Claus for those of you who that bothers. But uh, uh, the first song to mention Santa Claus was Up on the Housetop, uh, Up on the Housetop by uh, Benjamin. Benjamin Hanby in 1864. Really? Benjamin Hanby wrote up to, up on the house top, click, click, click. He was inspired by the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem, yeah, yeah, yeah. which he turned into the song Up on the Housetop. Um, here's an interesting thing. Um, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You and Wham's Last Christmas both generate $400,000 plus annually. $400,000 plus Annually, for so if you're wondering how much money there's to be made in Christmas music, so those are the royalties that are paid to their companies or them. Actually, I I, I don't know how. I, that... Yeah, I guess the songwriter probably gets a haul. Mar- Mariah Carey did not write this song. All I want for Christmas is you. However, Wham did. I think it says Wham, okay or yep. Who, George Michael is that right? Is he Wham? Uh, I, I think he know. did write the song. No, I, I don't know. I anyway. Yeah, I wasn't that big of a Wham fan. That was a little later than me. Um, well, and you mentioned, oh, "Hark the Herald Angels Sing" and "Joy to the World" are two of the oldest English language Christmas hymns originating in the 1700s for the English language. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, Doctor John Orff does have a very interesting article on on carols, lessons and carols that we we have on our website. If you want to check that out, um, songwriter Gloria Shane Baker wrote the song Do You Hear What I Hear in 1962. I didn't know it was that young of a song. I didn't either. She wrote it as an anti-war song, a, a, a plea for a plea for peace during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Really? Do You Hear What I Hear is a song against the Cuban Missile Crisis. Really? Crisis. Yeah. I had no idea. Wow. I, I, I didn't either. I, I'm going to have to listen to that again and 
Yeah. And see if you hear what I hear when you listen to the song. Yeah. <laughs> well, at that time uh, in 1962, I lived in the D.C. area, and we had a music store, a Phillips Music Center, and we had oh, we had probably a couple hundred students and teachers, and uh-huh. and every year, um, one of the fondest memories I have, we lived in a little subdivision outside of dc mm-hmm. and we would have a christmas party with all of the students and my mom would make um, hot chocolate and cookies and we would go through our subdivision with all these students of varying degrees of abilities and skills uh, <laughs> going door to door playing and so uh, there'd be a knock on the door at this little you know quad house and and uh-huh. uh, the door would open and there'd be about 20 or 30 ragtag kids playing who knows what and we kind of made it through like two or three um, songs and then we'd move on but that was just such a fond memory for me as going door to door with this nice. little group of people every year we would do that we were like really enjoyed that I don't know caroling has always been one of those things that it can either be a source of um, um, great joy or mm-hmm. anxiety. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I've seen a few carol groups where I was both wanted and unwanted, it seems like, depending on who's listening uh, to that. But uh, Yeah. So um, the song Silver Bells, did you know it was originally not entitled Silver Bells? It was written by Jay Livingston and Ray Evans, uh, the song Silver Bells had a different title. Did you know this one? Shotgun Shells? No. It was close. underwritten by yeah. Remington? Yeah. No, Winchester? Um, you're going to love this, Dan. Wait a minute. I've got to get the... Pardon me. I'm, I'm operating cameras, and here we go. Let's for the full reaction here. Here we go. It was originally entitled Tinkle Bells. What? <laughs> tinkle Bells? Tinkle Bells. Uh, tinkle Bells. Hi. It's Christmas time. Until uh, Mr. Livingston's wife explained to him why maybe that wasn't the best word to use. And I think we all know exactly what that is. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Tinkle. Tinkle bells. Huh? That would give a whole new meaning to that song. Uh, yeah. Here, yeah. No, we don't want to go there. Okay. We Wish You a Merry Christmas is one of the oldest secular Christmas songs originated in 16th century England. Um, oh, Mel Torme's song, The Christmas Song, you know, Chestnuts Roasting on an mm-hmm. Open Fire was originally written during a summer heat wave in 1944. They were trying to escape the heat, so they wrote a Christmas song. See if you know the answer to this. How old was was, uh, Brenda Lee when she recorded the song Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree? Do you know how old she was? I'm going to guess that she might have been, she could have been like 46, 66. 13. No, 13? she was thirteen years old. Child labor, really? Yeah, she was a child star. Brenda Lee, rocking around the yeah. She had a big voice. Yeah, she yeah. was one of those that yeah. started as a child star. Um, wow, that's why it seems like you know Brenda Lee she had never really gone away. It's because she's been around since she was a child. Yeah, since she was a child, she's still wow. alive. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah. So anyway, that's um. I think that's all the wonderful little Christmas music trivia I had. Do you have any? You know, I, yeah. I think you, you covered some of the same uh, same that I did. But, yeah. uh, you know, Christmas music, it is very personal. It is something that affects us. Uh, music, um, some people love it. Um, like you said, you you know, you can't wait to put it on as soon as the seasons change. You know, I, and I listen to a wide variety. I've got a kind of a Tex-Mex CD that I play Uh which um, is spicy. Oh, it is very spicy. And, and some of the songs sound like 
old Santana. Um, really? But yeah, it's just it's a it's a oh, lot of yeah. fun. And then there's um, you know the the ones that we hear today on Spotify. I mean, I think there's a whole new new era of Christmas music. And you know there will be those generations coming that will not care anything about these old ones uh, that you and I grew up on. They they won't know. You know the Reader's Digest collections. Uh, uh, they won't know the Raycon of singers, and you yeah. know I think that was a part of so many people's Christmas morning is is uh, Dad getting up and uh, or Mom and opening that console stereo and taking that that uh, LP out of the sleeve and putting it on and just mm-hmm. putting it on play. Don't put the arm over so it'll just keep repeating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that uh, that's part of a, a lot of a lot of memories. I actually have Ray Conniff of Sing- is Ray Conniff or yeah, Ray Conniff singers on some of my playlists because I like the the dashing through the snow. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that kind of thing is is kind of fun. It's a feeling. Yeah, yeah. it's a feeling. Yeah. So I, I, I did bring along a kind of a, one of my connections, here's a, a trivial connection with me and Christmas music. I was in radio back in the 90s. I was uh, on a country station in southern Indiana called The Duck. We were talking yeah, about that yeah. beforehand. I actually had a slightly different name. I went by a different name on air. Have I ever told you this? I don't think you have. I'm, I'm not sure if I it. should reveal this here or not, but my name on air, I back in the early 90s when I took on this moniker, it was popular to have three names. So I went by Greg Scott Fisher. And so in the afternoons on my country radio show on between Thanksgiving and Christmas time on Friday afternoons, I did Greg's afternoon office Christmas party. And it was a very popular show, had a lot of listeners and, and I love, I mostly country Christmas music, mm-hmm. yep. which, which I absolutely loved. But these days I've kind of branched on. So I, I thought I would bring along, if I were to have an afternoon office Christmas party today, I've kind of, you know, fallen away from listening to much country these days, yeah. I guess. What would I have on my playlist? Now, by the way, if, if you're a lover of Christian music, For King and Country's uh, Christmas album is pretty pretty good. Is if that a good one? Are you familiar with For King and Country? No, I'm not. You, you need the, okay. Very good, yeah. They also have a Christmas show they put on. Um, of course, I grew up on the Amy Grant Christmas mm-hmm. album as well. Uh, but, okay, so Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift. I love this song. Have you heard that one? No, I haven't. Yeah, I'm going to give you this list, Dan, because these are things your assignment is to go by. And by the way, you know there's a new music service for music that's only so-so called Spot Iffy. <laughs> but, um, uh, you, so you can find it on either of these services. Okay. Uh, the Megan Trainer has a Christmas album out. You know, it's all about the bass singer. Yes, yes. Uh, it's called A Very Trainer Christmas. I, I actually like this album. Uh, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree is pretty good. Um, oh. I Dan, you've got to listen to this one. Ingrid Michaelson has a Christmas album out called, um, well, it's, has, I think, Happy Holiday from England, or something like that. Ingrid Michaelson. Ingrid Michaelson, okay. Um, but she had a, a, an add-on song with Jason Mraz, I think that's how you pronounce his mm-hmm. last name, M-R-E-Z, called Christmas Valentine, that is oh, one of my favorites. Really? Because I became engaged last year, and this song came out at Christmas time, and it just oh. endeared itself. To, I love this song. Um, I mentioned Ben Rector's a Ben Rector Christmas album. Um, Gwen Stefani has a Christmas album out that I actually like. I bet. And yeah. here this Christmas, one of my favorite songs from that, um, Tori Kelly, a pop artist who also is known both in the Christian and pop field, has a, a Tori Kelly Christmas. I love the song 25th. 25th, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nora Jones has a new Christmas album out this mm-hmm. year. If you like the jazzier stuff, her take on Christmas time in here is pretty good. I'm not a fan of musicals at all or the Broadway musical world, but uh, I, I discovered Leslie Odom Jr.'s Christmas album. I think you would like it too, Dan. It's kind of jazzy, Broadway-ish. But he does a song called Snow. 
that was on a lot of commercials last year. Okay. I, I really like that one. Uh, Sia, a pop singer, has a Christmas album that's kind of fun called uh, Every Day is Christmas. And there's a Jonas Brothers Christmas song called Like It's Christmas that I kind of like. Well, they're, they're a... So there you yeah, go. Thank so, you. I, so I there, would, Dan will just pass along the list to you. Thank you, you very much. You. There you go. If you're watching on video, I've just officially passed that list off. Can't see that. I guess there are copyright laws, so we can't let it be seen for more than a second. That's right. Just put that down there. So yep. there you go. Any any recommendations from the Dan Phillips circle that, uh, Greg, you need to listen to this Christmas music this year? No, I didn't know I had homework. I would have brought in a list. But, uh, no, I um, I don't, unfortunately, I don't pick out the music I listen to. I'm kind, uh, of, a, I'm kind of a default Dan kind of guy. Uh-huh. Um, if I like the uh, style of the music that's being played, uh, my wife does a lot of that picking out we do though kind of gravitate towards that kind of mid-20th century um mm-hmm. era that's kind of where we hang out and it's it's kind of fun because our daughters who are 20 uh, something 28 and 33 um they are there too i mean besides them having their younger music um they know all the words and movements to all of these old songs from white christmas and and um all of the the uh, standards holiday in uh-huh. um, and it kind of amazes their friends that they know that stuff. I think it's amazing, but uh, uh, we just like that. And Dan, I know you're not much of a country fan, but from my years of doing Greg's afternoon office Christmas party, I, there was one, one song. Here's a kind of off the wall recommendation. Okay. If you like country music, there's an artist named Joe Diffie. He, he actually passed away through the COVID stuff. I, I love Joe Diffie's voice. He had a song called a Leroy, the redneck reindeer. Leroy the Redneck Redneck Reindeer I can't remember exactly it's been long enough since I've heard it but it's a it's a fun little song you got to check out Um, also in in, I grew up with a song called Oh Oh Beautiful Star of Bethlehem and if you like the countryish side of Christmas music it's it's a sacred song but Oh Beautiful Star of Bethlehem just you you can't okay you you can't go wrong and and wasn't there also a song um with um, Olaf and uh, not not the Olaf mm. we know, um, I used to hear. I thought he used to hear um, Orion Samuelson do that on WGN once a year. He would he would do that song. I can't remember what it is, but uh, or maybe it's maybe it's not Olaf. Maybe it's Ollie and somebody. Uh, a couple good Norwegian guys. Is uh, that? That's under that donkey song again, isn't no, it? Okay. No, no, no. It's not okay. the donkey song. Um, Although, you know, the donkey songs go back quite far. There there, so, yeah. Oh, I forgot. On Jingle Bells? Yeah, yeah. I mentioned that was written originally as a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving song. Right. You know what troubles me about that? What does Batman have to do with Thanksgiving? Batman? Where where do, uh, do okay so you apparently never did this when I was a kid we used oh, to miss yeah. sing it Jingle oh. Bells in fact there's a great meme out about this Jingle Bells Batman smells Robin laid an egg yes the Batmobile lost its wheel and the Joker got away and there's a meme where Batman says I do not smell ah <laughs> oh, well how about how about We Three Kings I remember as mm-hmm. a kid you know well, how did the, you sing it how did you sing it uh, a loaded cigar yes and then. Or, uh, Poof, or something at the end. For some reason, we sing it a rubber cigar, which Rub, I'm not sure what. Rubber cigar. Huh? Uh, we three kings of Orient yeah, are yeah. smoking on a rubber cigar. It exploded it, everywhere, and then you pause for effect, and you begin singing Silent <laughs> Night. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Our yeah. parents let us get away with everything, didn't they? When you, oh, And, you know, um, 
kind of going full circle here, I was mentioning, we, I want to be sure since we're coming from First United Methodist Church in Down Peoria to give proper time to the Christmas carols as well. What child is this? I have a question for you, Dan, because so sometimes when you see this song, it has in parentheses green sleeves or else they just call it green sleeves. Who is Green Sleeves? Who is Green Sleeves? Is, is he related to Mr. Green Jeans from Captain <laughs> no, Kangaroo? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Why do they call him Green Mr. No, that's not even conjecture that. I don't even want to know why. But yeah, it, and, and that troubles me. And really, when they saw the child, they didn't know who it was? What yeah. child is this? Child I mean, did they this? did they go to the wrong stable? I mean, wait a minute. We're not in the That's right place. That's a good place. point. We sing the song. We ought to sing it. What child is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is this kid here yeah. in this stable? Yeah. I, I heard a comedian say one time that uh, whenever you watch, I think it was John Mulaney, get to give credit where credit is due, whenever you watch these uh, movies where somebody wakes up from a coma, the first thing they ever say is, who are you? <laughs> and he said, nobody would ever do that. He said, because you wouldn't want to make people feel bad. You see these people around you looking at you, and you wouldn't say, who are you? <laughs> you would act like you knew them. That's right. Uh, yeah. You'd be polite, even if you didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I so. heard that John Mulaney was actually the first choice for Home Alone. Uh, as that character when he was a young man. Is this a true story? True story. True as I heard it. Okay. I don't know if it's true, but it's true as I heard it. Gotcha. That's a weird statement. Dan, that's all I have on Christmas That's music. it? We went way young. That's this is it? This qualifies as the longest episode of the 116 ever. No, we'll, we'll it just do seems this like it. It just seems like it, you know. I, and I'll try to be better prepared. When What are we doing? We're doing the New Year's music next, or is it the Valentine music, or Easter? <laughs> Easter music? Uh, How about yeah, May Day? Oh, those May Day songs? I love those. I, I think maybe we ought, yeah, we do, do do a whole episode on if old if old acquaintance be forgot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 that one and uh, Happy New Year's Eve, I think, is a, is a New Year's. So that's, well, we will, I, you know, let's ask the folks out there, if you like this sort of thing as a diversion, uh, just a little fun side thing to our usual podcast here, let us know. If you hate them, kindly keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. We don't, don't tell your neighbors. We don't want, yeah. But if you like this, let us know. Hey, Please. we want to hear more of this nonsense. <laughs> we really like Dan Phillips, who, by the way, Dan, thank you very much. Oh, for Greg, you know, and we're just a couple of guys talking. You know, we're no yeah. different than anybody else in this world. We just happen to be in a room with microphones. Exactly. So, so thank you. For, and I always get a good response when I have Dan Phillips on, so thank I you very much. I don't know. I don't know, but... Yeah. Greg, you, we appreciate you doing this 116 and exposing uh, Central Illinois to a lot of different things and, and new information, and, uh, and uh, thank you. And one of, the, one of these days, we may even have Dan Phillips hosting the 116. You Who never knows? know. I think that Who would knows? be fun. You know, if you, yeah. could, if you could wean it down to, like, four knobs, uh-huh. um, <laughs> you know, he's got, like, 85 knobs over there and slides. Yeah. And, and so anybody who was watching on video with us recognizes that I had a lot of problem at the beginning of this because I have to do the camera angles and everything. So my apologies for the weird camera work at the beginning of the video version. But uh, yeah, let us know if you enjoy this. You can respond to us online at peoria1.com. There's plenty of forms on there you can fill out and send to us and say, we would love to hear more of this kind of stuff. Or or suggestions. Uh, Do we ask for suggestions? Uh, That's not a bad idea. Yeah, we could... Because, you know, I've also thought maybe we should do a question and answer if somebody has some, you know, even any kinds of questions that you want to ask a pastor. And we could put Pastor Tim on the front line. If that sounds like fun to you, let us know. Because, frankly, we run out of 
of uh, people we can talk to or who are able to talk to us on ministry things all the time. And it's just fun to come in here and talk to the folks That's sometimes. Right. So uh, we'll do more of these if you like them. Um, in the meantime, thank you so very much for putting up with us all of this time. Go to PeoriaOne.com for more information about us and to leave us a message. We are a podcast about living life higher, wider, closer, and deeper. And that does fit in there somewhere, today's podcast. It's a, it's a presentation of First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria. Don't forget to like us and share us on social media and uh, whatever your podcast platform is. If you have a place to do that, like on YouTube, subscribe. It's free. You pay nothing, but it, it helps us keep you posted on new uh, new episodes and that sort of thing. Uh, be sure to leave a good review, if you will. If you want to leave us a five-star review, again, please do that. If not, kindly keep it to yourself or whatever. Uh, and again, thank you so very much. My name is Greg Fish. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the 116. It has been an extraordinary pleasure having you along with us today. 